Welcome to episode 7 in the Husky International series and a long interview with German triathlete Anja Beranek. My name is Magnus Ormestad and this is the Swedish outdoor podcast Husky. This interview was recorded at Plaitas Resort in cooperation with Apollo. Find out more information about this episode and previous episodes on huskypodcast.com. So how is um, your stay at Plaitas this time? Oh, it's beautiful. Um, today I'm... Uh, or this this time I am quite late, so usually I start in December. But this year I spend the winter in Australia and Western Australia, so I'm I'm quite late here, so end of January. But uh, I really enjoy the the stay here. It's the perfect training conditions. Um, the hotel offer everything what a triathlete triathlete needs. It's uh, the best um, swimming, biking, and running conditions, and and the food especially, uh, and it's a beautiful place to recover as well, and not not far away from from my home, from Germany, so it's easy to travel, and this is why I the last three years I come here and I I train a lot and I train hard and uh, yeah it it makes me makes me feel better. Because you've been coming here for uh, quite many years. To Plaitas? Yeah, um, I think it's now the fourth year. So, um, yeah, you can say really from the beginning. So when the first triathletes settled here, I was one of them. Because uh, Thomas Hellriegel, to be honest, he was the one who discovered uh, Plaitas and had said, hey, there's a good club um, on Fortaventura right now. Uh, and so, um, yeah, he told me about the conditions and uh, then I had a look and, uh, yeah, I, I come you there like and I enjoyed saw. it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I it's, a lot it. of, it's a lot of Germans here. A lot of, uh, most of all, a lot of German triathletes. I noticed a lot of teams. Yeah, yeah, because it's, you know, the Canarian Islands, they are not far away, so it's easy to travel. And um, as a triathlete, you, most of the time you are training alone when you are at home because you're an individual athlete, you don't have a group. Or if you're lucky, you have a brother or a sister to train with. But uh, unfortunately, I have a sister, but I can't train with her. <laughs> um, and this is why, yeah, you, you also look for training partners, especially in winter times for endurance training. Um, when you spend hours on the bike to have someone to talk to, to train with. And uh, for me, it's also important to, to exchange um, experience and ideas. So it's not just coming for training, it's also for, for talking um, what, how, how they do their training, what they changed and what is new on the market with the material and so on. So the gossip. Yeah, as well, as well. <laughs> but but I'm not this kind of athlete integrated in this uh, gossip thing. But yeah, the, this this for sure. <laughs> maybe you are the one that they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I need to ask, <laughs> or maybe you can ask. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'll book some more interviews, and then after that, I'll let you know. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> Get the inside. <laughs> that's <one>. the deal. <laughs> uh, but where is home to you? Home is uh, my hometown is, is Nuremberg, so it's it's Bavaria. At the moment, I'm living more close to Stuttgart, so a little bit more south, so near the the Black Forest. It's also a very beautiful area to train, but in winter, definitely too cold. At the moment, we have got a lot of snow, um, so this is why when you want to do your endurance training, you need to escape from the winter. 
and um, but it's it's definitely in summer. It's a very nice place. You're not into the whole ski mountaineering thing and ski. No, no, that's that's too flat. I mean, we have good now snow for maybe two three days, and then it's it's getting mm. warm again. And um, yeah, I don't have ski equipment anymore because the last ten years have been not so much snow. <laughs> and uh, this is then when you ne you need to go to the mountains, and then I prefer more to. To go to yeah to go to the airport <laughs> and fly into the sun <laughs> than than go driving into the mountains. Uh, is that where you grew up in Bavaria? Yes, yeah, that's where where I grew up. What was your um, childhood like? Oh, it was it was beautiful. I would say I have a I have a sister. She's two years older than me, and we have a very close relationship. So um, I had quite a lot of fun when I was a child, <laughs> and. Um, I, I had a family who who were very active, uh, so they they make different kind of sports, but not um, on the performance or professional level. So just for, yeah, for having fun, for enjoying the nature. We were a lot of hiking and and mountain biking. So for them, it was important to show us the nature and. Yeah, and the also the the fun you can have with the sport, with with moving around. Um, so it was, uh, I would say, it was a very, very for me a very nice childhood. We traveled a lot with a camper van, traveled through Europe, and um, one of the German camper vans up in Sweden, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have been there. We have been there. Did you, did you get <laughs> one the elk, time? Did you get the elk signs on the on the back of the uh, van? Yeah, 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 yeah. We did it. Yeah, the typical tourist. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> yeah, so I really had a. I can I can say I have a very good childhood. Uh, is that the the nature? Is that um, kind of an important element for your, like, uh, for your exercises these days? And uh. yeah, definitely. Um, for me, triathlon is not just uh, swim, bike, run, and and doing doing races. For me, it's it's the way of life, and um, it's it's a healthy way of life. It's. Uh, also, sometimes you think uh, it's a little bit too much sport, it's not healthy anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I try to balance it and to keep it uh, healthy and yeah, surround it with all the things like like healthy food, like enjoying the nature. When you, when you go out with a, with a bike, for me, for example, it's, it's very, very important to, especially at home, to, to bike through nice villages and, uh, and landscape. So for me, it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely nature and the, yeah, all the things around the sport where you get in contact to is, is the thing what, what is important for me and why, why I do that sport and not just because of swim, bike, run and that's it. How did you get into triathlon? Because you've been doing it like for a really long time. Yeah. And you're not that old. Yeah. Um, Nuremberg is very close to Roth, so to the you can say to the mecca of triathlon. Mm -hmm. And so uh, this region is a little bit crazy about triathlon. So even in the early days, so at the 90s, beginning of the 90s, and luckily my my daddy he. Um, yeah, he was uh, a little bit running marathon, and then he yeah get in touch with a triathlete with a with a friend of him, and um, he was one of the first starting there at uh, 30 years ago in uh, in Roth, so really the first Ironman or the first triathlon anyway, and um, then he was doing this a little bit, and um, yeah, as I, as I was a child, I was always fascinated what my daddy is doing, and I was I was a little bit swimming and biking and running, so the the sports were familiar to me and then I said okay um, I want to do that what my daddy is doing <laughs> and 
then in our region we have got you know this small children triathlon uh, kids triathlon and so i competed in there when i was 10 or 11 and uh, had fun and uh, i stayed there <laughs> ever since you never looked back <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but when you grew older like when you were a teenager and getting into high school and so on you you uh, you still participated at quite a high, high level uh, as a triathlete on quite a high level right yeah um i mean i had the advantage that i started early and um that my especially my my daddy he he liked to do endurance uh like like hiking in the mountains and he did that uh he was searching for trials um maybe not common for for a girl like me <laughs> so uh, when i was young i really i really did long long sports sessions <laughs> but uh, Anyway, I had I had really fun, but uh, it was a good training. It was a very good base training. Although we just did it not for training, we did it just for discovering the nature and and hiking and enjoying the mountains. So this is why I had a very very good base, just because of the the family background. So the the way we spend our weekends, and um, yeah, then I always uh, kept on swimming, biking, running, and and other sports like athletics, and uh, that keeps me in. As a young girl, very yeah, very very good performance. Although I didn't concentrate it on on doing yeah the sport professional or whatever. But this yeah this level when I when I grew older I I yeah I, I had a, a good performance and so when I go to high school I I just stayed with the sport and um, yeah then when I was part of the the German Olympic team. Um, At what age were you? Did you was, become a part of? It was fifteen. 15 uh, and then I stayed there I think until 19 20 so for four or five years and then when you're into that performance sport I mean then it was I was not looking for um, being a triathlete as a profession but I wanted to um, to make the best out of my of my body to use my potential and see how far I can get and this is why I then concentrated also professionally or more professionally on the sport but for me it was always important to to do my high school and to do studies and to have a, a very good education and do the sport um, as good as I can but uh, I never never thought that I can be a professional like I'm that now <laughs> but I'm, I'm very happy to to get that chance and to to live that sport that way but you didn't have like as a teenager being in the Olympic team you didn't have a did you have like a straight plan that you followed that ended like at, at Kona or something? Um, I had the dream from Kona, I mean, for a triathlete. And especially I was always fascinated about the long distance, so the Olympic distance. I did it because I was not allowed to do the long distance. So it was just more like waiting until I get old enough to participate in, in a long distance race. And it was always my dream to, to be there. So um, it was not like uh, this is my, my only goal in my life, but this is one goal. and. Uh, yeah, being there um, as a professional, this was definitely a dream. But uh, I didn't thought that this this I can realize. Yeah. Um, you already touched the subject, but uh, because like looking from the outside, triathlon seems even though like you said it's a solo sport, but it looks for me it looks highly social. Like it's a it's always like a group of tight friends and they train together and they work out together and they compete together. Was that as the social side been a, a strong a strong uh, a part for like a strong reason for you to to go on with triathlon? Um, I mean it 
it was not like that I had a friend um, that that motivates me or that that keeps me in that in that way. I would say I'm I'm more that solo sport. Mm. So, but I was I was always supported by my family. So um, they 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 liked and they said, okay, you've got potential. Just go for it. Just give it a try. So they supported me mentally. Um, but I don't have that that group that uh, that helps me or or a, or a friend or whatever um, that that keeps me going. So it it was more like an, an individual. So. Um, but definitely the sport. It's uh, yeah. I mean, we are individuals, but uh, but it's like are, a, I always think it's like a secret society, and you always speak about this. Yeah, <laughs> sitting on the trainer and da 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 da. You always have a special lingo and special uh, like uh, chain of thoughts and everything. Yeah, you have this. Yeah, I, I would say. I would say. But but it also depends on um, what kind of person you are. So some have this more, some less. Um, but I'm to be honest, I'm. Um, I really like the sport, but uh, triathlon is just a part of my life. Mm. It's it's not my life. So this is why um, I, I met the people here. But when I'm at home, um, triathlon it's it's my profession, and I do it as a profession. But it's not 24 hours about triathlon. So I've got many many other things, and um, this is why why maybe I'm a little bit different. Is that maybe a reason that you didn't that you're still within triathlon that you? That you are able to distance yourself to it. Yeah, yeah. I think this. Um, you need you need those breaks. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And um, this is why I'm very happy that I get so late into the sport as a professional. So I'm there for three years. So I had a normal career. I was normal working. I built up a family with my former husband, and uh, I I discovered the the hard life, and and I know what work is. And if you stand up from Monday to Friday and work. Uh, as a normal employee, so this is why I have a, I think I have a different um, point of view to to triathlon. So when I when I come here and train and uh, and I see all the people and all the friends uh, staying in the winter and um, yeah and working in the office, so. I'm I'm really happy that I can do that, but I can just feel this because I know the opposite, and this is why I say, um, yeah, maybe in this point I'm very happy to have this experience, and that I just now can follow that way. But to be honest, it will be four, five, six years, and then I think that's that's enough. What made it possible for you to turn pro? You um, said it was like three years ago. Yeah, it was three years ago. Um, it was, uh, I would say, the the financial part <laughs> and the and the private situation because I was working um, in in a company and uh, yeah, and there I got the the chance to work less so I could could more train and uh, go more to training camps. And then it was the financial part that made it happen so that I can... With a sponsor, I mean. With a sponsor, yeah. So that I... And, mm-hmm. of course, the results. So I had a very good year when I was uh, semi-professional. And then I got the, yeah, got the opportunity to, to go 100% for triathlon. What kind of... Um, for those who don't know you, what kind of merits do you have that you think, uh, if you could choose some of your merits that kind of rank above the others... Um, I would say it was uh, one big goal was the European Championship uh, 70.3 in Wiesbaden in 2012. That's a half Ironman. That's a half Ironman, yeah. They have got the European title. And uh, in this year, I've got also the WISE European Championship in a very good race in Frankfurt as well. 
And uh, then I won one year later the Ironman in Switzerland, which is a very, very old and yeah, very, very good, um, good Ironman. And uh, yeah, and last year I won the the Ironman Sydney. So these have been, I would say, one of the the best results that that bring me onto that. And also because Australia is such a strong triathlon country, isn't it? Oh, it is definitely. Uh, it's it's a national sport there. So if yeah. you if you talk there to people, everyone has done triathlon once a time, and I really enjoyed the time there. I was there for nearly three months, uh, doing races there and doing my my season break. <laughs> And discovering the the Australian continent, and it was it was very beautiful. So definitely the best time of my life. <laughs> You're gonna move there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need to. <laughs> I just need to find a way. <laughs> um, when it comes to races, what kind of elements in a race attracts you? Like uh, uh, the, the 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 do you do you are you, are you do you have a tactical mindset? When you choose competition, do you look at the competition or uh, like external factors for the race? What, what makes you interested in a race? Um, these are, I would say these are more points. Um, but uh, one big point, um, I'm a very emotional person. So um, if I have a goal, I really want, I need to, to love that goal. So which... Yeah, a goal that motivates me every day. So it's it's a very always a very emotional race. So it's not that I go through races and see how or where I can earn much money. It's more what what is the challenge for me, the personal challenge. And so this is this is one point. Um, races which have a, a, a cool character or a, a challenging character or. Um, like for example, Roth is. I mean, it's it's something like a home race, so it's very emotional. All the friends, all my family can be there. So this is why, for example, this year I choose this race, and uh, it has a very great atmosphere. It's a fast course, so you can um, you can do your best time. So these these are very very good arguments to go there. And um, but then um, yeah, I'm also. I mean, I'm a professional, and I need to look what. What races are important for my sponsors, and uh, especially also on the triathlon market, what they are worth, because some Ironmans, um, if you do an do an Ironman in South Africa or in in South America, uh, no one knows about that race. It has not a high ranking. It doesn't make sense uh, to do that. So that's also that you you need to see. Um, which races are important and yeah, the World Championship Kona, I mean, this is important. If you like that race or if you don't like it, uh, no one asks you, it's Kona, you, you need to do that. And uh, so I try to choose uh, the emotional race, then I try to do the, the races, my, my sponsors and my, yeah, my professional career, I can, I can build it up. And uh, and then also it depends on the time schedule, which which races fit in, and it's always like that that you you have one or two main races, and all the other races are for preparing and for for testing new material and to get into the the race models. So it's every race has a different different target. Are you sensitive to? I mean, being a European, are you sensitive to temperatures? Like or do you, do you? I think it seems like most triathletes they they really they if they can choose they choose warm races. 
Yeah, but uh, I would say I'm, I'm more, <laughs> I'm more uh, would choose the, the cold. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, the heat is, uh, or especially in Kona, the humidity is, uh, for me, it's not so easy to handle. Um, but I think mo maybe most of the athletes, they've got the problems with the, the great humidity. But if I could could choose, I would I would go for the go for the cold. <laughs> then I have a, then I have a question because I saw that your coach, she's like winning Norseman like every year. Yeah, yeah. Aren't you? Is she trying to to get you into that? Would, um, you, would you would you do it? Um, yes, it would definitely uh, be the 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 perfect race for me regarding the conditions and regarding the nature. So um, that's uh, definitely on on my list. But uh, at the moment, I, it, you know, I need to focus on the on yeah. the fast races. But uh, that's yeah, that's it's definitely that, what that's I want to do. That's more of an experience race. Kind yeah, of, more yeah. of that challenging races. Yeah. yeah. Um, for example, two years ago or three years ago, I did uh, the Ironman in Wales. It was a very small one, but it was in September, and there have <laughs> been very very rough conditions. <laughs> it was it was raining. It was cold, and uh, it was stormy and it was it was not a fast race but it was just uh, an surviving adventure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an adventure and this uh, i really like this as well how are you on uh, on race day as like uh, are you nervous or how do you act on race day yeah um i mean it depends on the race how important it is but uh, definitely i'm i'm nervous but i think that you also need to be nervous to to be yeah, to be able to do 100%. So you need this kind of hormones and, and emotions um, to get into the race. Um, but um, I've got, on race day, I feel, I feel more the pressure of, of myself, of what I want to do, uh, what my goals, what they are. So, um, yeah, when I'm, when I'm smiling or, or not smiling at the end of the race, it's not just because of the result, it's because of my, my own aims, my own goals. And um, this is why on, on race day I just need, need to prove myself. <laughs> how often do you compete against yourself and how often do you compete against your competition? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say 100% um, I compete about, uh, against myself. Uh, against myself, against the clock. <laughs> um, I'm this this kind of, of sportsman. I mean, there you always you also need to find out what what kind of athlete you are. If you need the competitor to be fast, or if you need yourself to be to be fast. And I make the experience. Uh, I'm faster when I'm concentrated 100% about myself and don't watch so much left and right. And this is what, what makes me faster, what makes me stronger. But you, you need to find out. Everyone is, is dif different in that. Yeah, uh, but you don't, you're not the one who scout the competition, like thinking, okay, so she's a fast swimmer, so I need to be on her feet. And then they are fast bikers, so I want to be with them, and they are fast runners. Do you, do you have like a tactic like that? Um, yeah, you need, to, you need to have this. I mean, you can't exclude all the surrounding and... Um, Especially in races, I mean, you, you need to have your strategy and um, that's why definitely you need to be informed who is fast and who is uh, at the moment maybe fast and has their, um, has their peak performance. So um, that also gives you a kind of feedback during the race that you know, okay, I'm, I'm good in it and I'm, um, I just need to, for example, stay at her feet in, in the swimming course and then 
um, then I can be strong on the bike and, and do my best. So that's uh, definitely what, what I need to learn because uh, sometimes I exclude too much, but uh, that strategy is important to, to win races. But is it, is it a fun part, the strategy, the mental game surrounding triathlon? It's at least surrounding professional triathlon. It is important. It is very important. Um, I would say um, that the mentally thing is is more than the body. Um, so this is why I, yeah, two years ago I started mentally training and um, to put the focus also on the brain and not on the body. And in in long races like like triathlon, what we do, it's it's definitely the the brain who decides if you will win or if you don't win. So this is um, yeah, this is definitely a, a big part in that. But is it so? Would you go as far as say one of your weaknesses, the the mental part that you need to readjust? Uh, no, I would say I'm I'm very good in that. I, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself, and uh, um, I learned uh, a lot uh, about um, yeah, pushing myself mentally into that position. What I what I need to be on race day. So I would say that uh, that I'm very good in that. But uh, there are also some days when yeah. Um, yeah, the same with the body. Some days. The brain is weak someday, the body is weak, so these days can also happen on race day. But it's uh, definitely, uh, I, would, I would say, one of my strengths. Um, and I'm also, I'm, I'm guessing that you, in order to become a successful triathlete, you have to be able to adapt to uh, unexpected situations that often come up during races. Mm -hmm. uh, how are you in handling that? I'm getting better, I would say. Um, Do you have any examples? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, in f nearly in in every race, uh, something happened. So um, maybe before the race, maybe during the race, and also sometimes these are small things, like for example, um, yeah, one one day uh, I lost my I lost my. Um, How is it called? A part of my bottle, you know, the upper part, like a, do you say like straw? Like the lid yeah. or the straw? Like mm -hmm. a straw, yeah. Mm -hmm. I lost it and so I couldn't <clears throat> drink anymore. And um, yeah, this was, uh, this was in, in Roth, so one of, one of a very important race. And I had no, no other way to, to put bottles, so I just needed to use this, this bottle. And I was, it was, uh, yeah, the half of the distance. And so I was very scary because uh, I know that it have been 100 Ks and I have got no possibility to drink. So uh, there I, I need to organize during the race that uh, my family, that they organize me a straw and give it to, an, uh, to one of the, um, yeah, to the aid station so that the, the guys at the aid station, that they could give me this. And so I was, I was organizing this uh, <laughs> during the race. <laughs> Or for example, the, in my last race in Australia, my, um, my neckline. From the, the helmet, from the helmet. Yeah, 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 it was it was broken, mm -hmm. 
and uh, when it's broken, you're not allowed to race anymore, mm. so, so you're disqualified. Mm-hmm. So, so I put my hair clips, and I was like, you know, MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> and with one hand, I was doing with my hair clip, and then I had a I had a gel on my bike as well, with a fixed with a stripe. So I put the stripe and my hair clips, and like MacGyver, I I make the make the helmet or the neckline uh, fixed again. So the first 10k's, I was just preparing around my helmet and was scared that no one sees that it is broken and it it works <laughs> and through that 10k I yeah I go I goes that fast but I didn't recognize it that I was uh, yeah still leading and um, these are the, the small things you you need to handle during a race but then I would say you're, you're pretty damn good at yeah, it <laughs> yeah yeah but it's it's very difficult yeah, to make it with one hand yeah, because the yeah. other one is on the bar <laughs> and there's in, in every race something happened and uh, you you need to organize you need to to handle this and and sometimes you're good in that yeah, like with my hair clips <laughs> and sometimes uh, yeah it it makes you uh, it makes you crazy but this I, w- I would say every race is different and always there happens something and the the big th- yeah the big challenge is to to handle and, and keep uh, going and keep going as a person with a very deep voice I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah. Uh, what do you consider to be a failure, like a defeat or a failure? Um, I think I learned uh, to handle them. Um, a few years ago, so I was very bad in that. So when I failed, um, it took me weeks to, to get over it. But um, with that mentally training, I learned that um, that now I'm... I'm less emotional. I try to find out the reasons why I failed. And I try also in a failure, there is something positive, something that you learned, something that uh, that was good. And um, so this is what what I learned, to focus more on the things that works, which was positive, and to be um, able to also to reflect why I failed, so where I need to work on, what was not uh, good, what I need to improve for the for the next race. So um, I would say I'm I'm yeah with every fail I'm getting better <laughs> I'm getting stronger. But if you if you see my career, it's um, it's a lot of up and down. Um, I'm maybe because of my emotions. I don't, I don't know why, but. Uh, I have good, very, very good races and very, very bad races. So I'm not this kind of athlete who have their constant performance. It's it's a lot up and down. And um, 
yes, sometimes um, maybe I think I need the down to learn um, and to get to the to the very very peak again. But um, I would say the years and the experience. I mean, now I'm 30. <laughs> I'm I'm getting a lot better with with failing. But is it um, somehow attached to like prestige or pride? Pride, um, like you getting angry at yourself because of your prestige, or is it just like entirely like an like a inner? inner problem, inner struggle? Yeah, I, I would say um, for me, I'm I'm very hard to myself. So it's uh, always more the the inner struggle than the yeah, than the outside. But uh, but to be honest, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, the people around the sponsor and the the expectations that they have, they are they are all also putting me under that pressure. But um, I would say it's it's more it's more about myself. Um, <clears throat> and another thing that I'm really curious of when it comes to especially long distance athletes like Ironman athletes and so on, the, um, I'm I'm very curious to what your what your core looks like, like your your reactor that drives you, like the, your mental core. What does it look like when you're on the last leg, uh, like? No energy left. Just keep going. Like staying mentally strong. What 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 kind of mantra do you have? What kind of uh, like yeah? I think every athlete has a different mantra. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, and you need to find out what is really motivating you. And uh, yeah, my my motor is is my family. So um, when I get to that point where I say, okay, I can't go on, and everything feels feels bad because. You've got, you can't imagine how much pain you have on that yeah. distance, <laughs> and it's it's really really hard. And um, then I have good, you know, these these positive sentences that that I that I grab <laughs> somewhere in my brain. And and I have got a song because my my little niece, when she's standing outside of the race course, she's singing a song for for me for <laughs> for, for her aunt. And uh, <laughs> when I come to that point where you know I. I just look in front of me five meters and I don't recognize left or right or whatever and I just want to want to stop <laughs> uh, I sing that song and uh, <laughs> and that that keeps me that keeps me going it, it gives me a rhythm especially in the run when when you come to that point um, and it uh, it gives me all the emotions that I that I really need to have so these emotions that my family is proud of me that they are watching TV or they are sitting in front of the of the laptops and they are excited about what I'm doing and this is yeah this is my my mantra um, what's your relation to Kuna oh difficult <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because you did it the first time I did it two year. times yeah, oh, no, you've done I it did, two times I've already. done it two times and I failed two times so I Which is quite common, isn't it? Like the first times, it's it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. I'm, I'm not the only one. No, exactly. <laughs> I would say. I think Chris McCormick he did this two times or three yeah. times, and then the <laughs> the fourth or third time he won the race. <laughs> so um, it's definitely um, a strange relationship. It's like love and hate. Uh, on the one hand, it's the world championship. It's the most important race, and um, it's a great area. It's a great island. Uh, so you love it. But on the other side, you, you hate it because it's, 
I mean, the to be honest, the race course is ugly. Uh, it's boring. There are no people on the on the bike course. Um, it's hot. It's humid. Um, it's uh, yeah. The atmosphere is is not like you need to have on a world championship. I mean, it's nice. It's it's small, but it's not that what what I really love. Like Roth, when you have good spectators standing in in rolls in crowds and. Um, so it's, it's love and hate, and um, yeah, when you have uh, yeah conditions like like this, it's it's very difficult to handle because you you can't train in that conditions, and then you come there one time per year, and you need to do your best performance, and um, it's um, yeah, I would say it's difficult, but. I'm this kind of person. If I failed, then then I want to do it again until I I get the code, <laughs> the Kona code. Um, but until right now, I, I don't have it. But uh, year by year, I, I learn, and um, so I think with the with the two with the two failings, I learned a lot. And uh, let's see what what will happen in October. That's um, the, the goal for 2015. Yeah, this is one goal. Mm -hmm. So this year I've got more. Um, main races. Um, so this is yeah, Kona is one. The other one is Roth, my home race, and then the World Championship in half Ironman in Austria. It is this year. So this is these are the three big races, and um, and Kona is I would say it's the same like Roth and um, for me and for and the the World Championship in Austria. I mean for the triathlon scene there is just Kona. Um, but but for me, they are these big races. They are the the most important. But you don't have any problems making long plans. You're not that eager. Like so, you want. I want it now, now, now. Can, is it possible for you to like set like a two year goal? Um, I learned that yeah. That sometimes <laughs> I need to wait. <laughs> Uh, when I was a child, it was I want to have it and I want to have it right now. But uh, the life learns me too that sometimes you need to wait. And um, but uh, yeah, I, I see triathlon um, as a period of my life, so I can't wait too long. So this is why I say now I do it one hundred percent and um, the next two or three years. And so I must do it the next two or three years. I, I don't want to wait until I'm thirty-eight. I want to have family and children. So this is why I say um, I do it now uh, and I, I don't wait anymore. <laughs> I failed there two times, but uh, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> Third time's the charm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but how often do you need rewards in, in order to keep your motivation going? Oh, that's, that's important. Um, I mean, the, the rewards are um, that they, they make you every season when, when you start the season, um, you feel quite small <laughs> and you need the rewards to, to grow and to be self-confident. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a big part um, because of that sport when, when you where, where self-confidence is so much important. Um, but um, I always uh, look also for, for another yeah, like 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 tests or results in the training that give me the the motivation to go on when I when I follow away and when I have good tests to control my performance. So these are also the let's say the training rewards. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely the the other one you you need them to to yeah to to be motivated. Yeah. Um, what's your relation to your body? Are you good at listening to the body signal? 
Yeah, I would say yes. I mean, I, I do the sport for a long time and I had a lot of experience. And when I was younger, I did a lot of things wrong. So that uh, that gives me the, um, the special feeling to my body. So um, I would say I have a very, very good feeling that uh, is is one of my, my, my strong thing I have. And, um, but to be honest, year by year, I'm, I'm still learning um, yeah. how I react on the training and uh, how things go on. But uh, I think as in every, every good athlete needs to have this special feeling, um, what, is, what his body need. Have you been able to avoid major injuries? Um, yes, maybe I've got yeah, two injuries I have. Uh, one I had last year, the plantar fasciitis. Mm -hmm. So it was uh, on the, my right foot. So this takes me quite long. Mm -hmm. This was nearly half a year. Um, but uh, yeah, this was why the last season was, was not that what I expected and it wasn't successful. But um, this and yeah, then I had one. I had an, an accident and I broke my you know, collarbone. My, my collarbone. So this was another one. But um, I would, I would otherwise, I would say I'm, I'm very stable. So this is why I yeah, I'm, I'm kind quite of comes with the job sometimes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, is I don't know about Germany, but I'm guessing that uh, triathlon is immensely popular in Germany as well. It is in Sweden. Uh, why do you think it's uh, it's gaining so much popularity? Um, I would say, um, yeah, Roth, they make the, the first uh, Ironman Europe. So it's really a center of, of long-distance triathlon in, in Europe. So at the, the early days. And um, then I would say it spread a little bit over, over Germany, this, this kind of, of sport. And uh, I would say triathlon is now more a, a way of life. I mean, compared to Sweden, we don't have snow. So <laughs> we don't have, I mean, we have good in the south. We have good, very good skier as well. But uh, that, that sport fits quite good to the conditions. And uh, in the last, uh, yeah, I would say 10 years, um, you know, the, the sport, swim, bike, run, everyone can do that. Um, so it's, it's not very complicated to, to do that sport and to get into that sport. And like uh, 10 years ago, if uh, people want to do their own challenge in their life, they say, okay, hey, I run a marathon. Now they say, I want to, to do an Ironman. Yeah. And I think this is, this is one, one point that people are, are challenging themselves uh, beside their professional. And um, yeah, I think that's, uh, that grows in for, for triathlon, that grows, that sport. So this, this way of life, yeah. Having having a challenge in in their life. Um, aren't you cur curious of other like races outside of uh, triathlon? I don't know if I'm wrong, but I think you've done Xterra. Yes, yeah, I did one time. Mm -hmm. um, I give it a try, <laughs> but uh, to be honest, I'm I'm not that good in technical downhill <laughs> mountain biking, so it was it was a very tough experience for me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a very very tough race, um, but it was it was quite fun and uh, and I, I really enjoyed that. Also, two or three hours can be can be very very hard. And I also did one one mountain bike race in the Czech Republic. Okay. That was that was also it was horrible. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's completely different in triathlon. You are 
you're racing from the beginning to the end at about 80% of your maximum heart rate. And in mountain bike sport, it's like you're doing 110%. And then on the downhill part, I don't have these technical uh, skills that I can dis- that I can relax. Yeah? So I was 110% also downhill. And so this is was that keeps me into another range of, of heart rate and that uh, when you're not used to it, uh, to have these peaks, um, after 10 minutes, it, uh, it's crazy. <laughs> but aren't there any other sports that, I mean, if you look past your, your professional career as a triathlete, are there any other sports you would like to explore or get into more? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I, I want to do a lot more sport, uh, and, uh, yeah, in the past I also did some when I, when I was younger, I did athletics, I did badminton, I did judo, I did... <laughs> You've done I, all. I was riding horses. I don't know. I, I I did a lot of things, and and I'm I'm still yeah very very curious about new sports. So when I was in Australia, my boyfriend he was kite surfing, and uh, I think this is definitely one thing I, I need to learn. And I was I was surfing. Yeah, this is what I what I did, and it was quite a lot of fun. So there are a lot of things I, I, I need to explore, and this is why I said triathlon is is a part of my life, and it's it's now. But uh, yeah, in five years, I want to what what I need to miss right now. I don't want to miss it anymore. So I will I will explore a lot of crazy things. I hope. <laughs> um, what's the proportion? How much fun and how much passion drives you, and how much is like job? You understand? Like, uh, you, yeah. you, you, you like you don't like it, but you have to get up and do it because it's your job right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm very good in um, uh, yeah in motivating myself. So this is that I would say it's it's ninety percent fun and passion, because I I bring me into that situation. <laughs> I talk to myself and say, Hey, Anya, <laughs> you are you're a good you have got a good life, uh, and uh, so this is why you you need to smile. Um, you have got now the chance to to do your your passion as a profession. And this is why I would say it's it's ninety percent it's it's passion it's fun and ten percent it's there are these hard days where you know okay you now you just need to go through it and it's uh, raining it's cold uh, you yeah have to get up yeah and... yeah just get just get out um, but uh, yeah it's it also depends sometimes um, on uh, also on if you. For example, if you're injured, it's it's very difficult, and the proportions are like last year. It was it was the other way around. It was ninety yeah. <laughs> percent job and negative, and ten percent this little bit of hope that it's getting better. So it also depends on uh, on yeah on on your your situation you are. But I would say most of the year it's it's passion and yeah it's. Uh, for me, because I say it's uh, it's it's a part of life that I do, and I just want to to do it now 100%, and I try to to make it positive as I can. If I think, okay, the next 20 years I will do triathlon and I will spend here in Playitos, <laughs> I would say, okay, it's uh, the proportion are different. <laughs> uh, is it difficult as a full-time athlete? Is it difficult to on your days off? Is it difficult to fully relax because you think? Is my competition? Are they relaxing right now, or maybe I should do something else now? Or can you, with a with a clean conscience, can you can you fully relax? Um, I would say um, relax is is difficult. Um, 
especially in our sport when you uh, when you always keep keep moving but it's it's important and uh, the last years I, I also need to need to learn to 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 really relax and to find something where where I can relax um, so it, it's part of the training and you need to see it as a training that when you when you lie in bed with your with your legs um, calm it's uh, it must it must be on my on my schedule <laughs> um, but uh, yeah like like today um, when I when I'm training a lot and now today I've got a day off it's it's really it's really worth and it's I'm really happy to have this but um, I'm also this kind of athlete that I have got so many ideas in my mind what I can improve um, because it's it's not just training you know being a, a professional triathlete you you need to look for your for your sponsors for your marketing for um, yeah f for for your promotional uh, worth as a as a as an athlete and so I've got many things in my mind and when I've got these days off it's it's more like oh yeah now I've got time to do this and that and then I yeah it, it's not really relaxing <laughs> but you you need to learn it yeah this thing about um, to work on your image is that um, is that necessary do you have to is that a part of the job that you have to work on your image yeah definitely do you like it I mean image what the most important is that it is authentic so um, that what would you build up that's definitely you and your person so um, this is where the for me it's the most important thing that when I communicate anything that it's true and that's that's about me that it fits to me but uh, if you say 10 years ago um, the the work as a as a triathlete it was really like swim bike run and you get money from the sponsors just with your performance but right now, I mean, the the you world, Facebook, yeah, the world Instagram, has been like has been changed, and uh, I'm luckily I've could study that business, <laughs> so this is why maybe I'm more sensitive in that. But it's it's very very important, and it's uh, sometimes it's more important than your results is the the way you let's say sell yourself. Um, but um, it's it's definitely a part, and you need to think about it. Um, if you because it's I mean it's we're doing triathlon, and uh, we it's it's hard to earn to to earn money, especially as a woman. Um, it's Iron Man and it's not Iron Girl. <laughs> I mean that's not a typical female sport, and this is what uh, yeah what uh, what you need to work on it on your image on the way you communicate in in social medias the way you present yourself and um, keep keeps attention on your on your person but uh, on a very yeah authentic way. But do you think it's more difficult for for girls within the industry than for for men? Uh, Yes, I would say yes, um, because uh, if you see the, the elements that Ironman stand for, like strength, like endurance, like fastness, these are all more, more male things. And um, if, you, if you watch magazines, they promote a, a bike more with a man than with a woman. So the, the material, the technical things, it's, it's more a... Let's say a male thing, but um, but I think there is also if you if you see the races, I mean there are a lot of also women in the races, but I would say the if you if you hear Iron Man, 
you don't think of a girl like me, you know, like a blonde, small girl um, with blue eyes and um, making that sport. So, so you need to, to find your, your creative way what says, okay, I'm, I'm doing that sport and I'm doing it different than a man. And, and we're not as fast as the man, so the most attention is uh, to that person who is crossing the finish line first. Um, but you, I mean, we are just 30, 30 minutes behind, so that's not a lot. And uh, if you see Chrissy Wellington, I mean, she's checking a lot of men. <laughs> but uh, it's definitely that you, you need to find your way to promote uh, into a not very female sport. But have you had any experiences of that, like being that you get are getting less from sponsors. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you if you go to a company and uh, and have uh, contracts with them um, and you have good the let's say the 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 same results like like a man, you get 40%. Really? Uh, it is uh, if you're good, you get 40%. It is really like this. So, um, it's it's not so easy. Is uh, that something that you want to you want to change it, of course, but is it something that you want to inspire? Do you want to inspire change? when it comes to that? Um, I, I try to, yeah. <laughs> Because I, I try to to show the sponsors another another side that they can promote, which, which is maybe interesting for them um, to to make the, the sport attractive, not just on on maybe the mainstream thing what they what they promote in the past. Um, so this is definitely what, what I'm working on it. But um, yeah, to be honest, it, it is different and But it's, I mean, it's it's not just in triathlon. If you see the the normal business world, working world, it's the same. Yeah? There are more male in the in the leading positions than than female, and especially the the women, they they earn less than the men when they are when they're doing the same job in the same position. So, I think this is um, it's it's not it's not just triathlon. <laughs> How would your close friends describe you? <laughs> oh, ask them. <laughs> Um, I I hope they describe me as a as a as a nice person, <laughs> as a funny person. Anya, she's terrible. <laughs> Always running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never staying in one uh, place. Yeah, I mean my my close friend. Um, I've got not a lot of, but uh, I've got one very close and. To be honest, we I don't see and 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 hear her a lot of a lot of times, but um, she she's really fascinated about what I'm doing, and she has a great respect to that. And I think this is this is very important to have people to to respect that that you don't have a lot of a lot of time, or that you yeah that you can go on vacations with them one or two times per year and. Uh, It's it's a it's a different relation, but um, um, I hope they they see me as uh, yeah as a as a funny but also a very serious person in that's following their their or her her goals, so very very focused on what what she is doing and that she tries to do it 100 in a perfect way. But I'm I'm also I mean if you if you if you meet me on the street you don't expect that I'm a professional triathlete so I don't walk with compression <laughs> <laughs> through the through the shopping mall <laughs> I would say most of them they 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 would say that uh, I'm I'm a triathlete but uh, I'm a quite normal person. At what stage are you now in life? Um. 
so interesting. Um, um, I'm 30 um, a few a few weeks ago <laughs> or a few days ago. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, at first I thought, okay, I'm 30, no, no, nothing changed. But uh, to be honest, a lot of things changed. <laughs> um, I lost my key. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the first time in my life, I, I, I start to forget <laughs> things. Um, no, what? No, but what I what I really recognized is that I'm that I'm more more relaxed in in many things. So that um, that I that I keep calm also in in difficult situations or when things happen that, that I don't expect. Um, I would say I'm 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 in that stage that I'm. I'm more relaxed. I'm also focused on the goals I have, and at the moment, I'm yeah. Triathlon is is still an important thing in my life, but um, I would I would say it's uh, it's a, it's a great period of life that I can live, especially that I can that I can do that sport and that uh, one one big thing is that I that I can experience in other countries. Like I have been to Australia for such a long time. I, th- I mean, there are not a lot of professions uh, you can you can choice where to go and and stay there for a longer time. And have a nice breakfast buffet in hotel. <laughs> yeah, for example, yeah. So I would say it's it's one of my golden states. <laughs> so uh, I hope there will be maybe also golden rewards. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a brilliant time, and uh, at the moment it's the best time of my life. Sounds good. Yeah, very good. <laughs> um, do you have anything else you would like to add? In my life or in our interview? In the interview. <laughs> <laughs> or in life. In life. <laughs> oh, in life, I would say at the moment, I'm, I'm very, very happy. So mm. I can't imagine to add anything. It's, it's everything perfect. Um, and in the interview, I'm, I'm happy. I hope that my English <laughs> is enough to understand. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much and, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day off and <laughs> okay. try to relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank and you don't very lose much. Your keys. <laughs> thank <laughs> you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.